This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash CSR to download your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash CSR for a free audiobook. And by The Country Squire. Visit thecountrysquireonline.com to discover custom pipes, handcrafted blends, and unparalleled customer service. Thecountrysquireonline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How you doing? You know... You're tired. I'm I'm exhausted. You have had a long day. (laughs) I'm exhausted, man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, a good good friend of mine and, and also a good friend of the show uh, came in earlier today, and, um, you know, he just kind of caught the brunt of, of, of it. <laughs> I was like, it's my turn to vent. And then I just went on, man, I'm just, I'm just tired, dude. Yeah, it's been a lot going on. And, uh Yeah, but, I mean, things are great. Things are really good. It's well, just a uh, real, real busy season. So, uh, yeah, we had a... Had a quirky, uh, quirky couple of folks in the shop this morning that uh, gave the tobacconist a little heartburn. But uh, anyway, we we made it through the day. Those bill collectors didn't break man. any didn't break any laws and uh, that we know of, and 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 so are uh, are glad to be here on Country Squire Radio. Tonight. Hey, that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're not breaking any laws that you know of. That I mean, you know, some sometimes things get a little dicey, you know, when, when right. tippers flare and whatnot. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, man. Well, good. Well, you know, actually, I've, uh, you know, it's been a, a real crazy busy day for me as well, but yeah. uh, I, I am trying something right now that I, I hope is going to, like, help my uh, my nerves a little bit. Yeah. So is every, it? Well, every single morning, my wife uh, wakes up and goes for an early morning run, like, yeah. right at the crack of dawn, trying to beat the kids from waking up. And, you know that's bad for your knees, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's good for other things, and so... Uh, Whatever helps you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, she's getting up there and running. And I was sleeping in, and and this morning I was like, you know what? And actually, it was, it was yesterday. I was like, you know what? I'm going to prepare yeah. so that when she wakes up, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to do a little reading on the fr- on the porch. Yeah. And we'll watch the sun come up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought I, I, every single time, you know, I've got this little kid. I'm, I'm, I'm bottle feeding this kid and uh, watching all these HGTV shows where they all go and they buy these houses and they talk about the porches and talk about like, oh, this would be great if I wake up in the morning and have my coffee out here. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's a major selling factor for a house. <laughs> and I never do that. It's so uh, not a bit inspired by HGTV and uh, and in an effort to try to get up and uh, and get at it a little bit earlier. Well, you know what. I- as you know, brother is one of my close friends. Like I'm always talking about my porch. That my porch is my yeah. favorite room of my house. It's, you know? it's the second best and porch in Belhaven. It, it, it's the okay, but <laughs> but but as a wonderful porch, it's just one of those places where you know you, you want to be all the time. And when right. the weather's appropriate, you want to go out there. But man, it's just been too doggone hot. We we finally had a had a couple days respite here, which has been nice. But uh, man, those first few little. Uh, glimmers of of fall that come in. Um, you'll you'll find me out there, pretty much every morning, uh, smoking a, smoking my pipe and uh, and having a nice cup of coffee. Man, that's good. Hey, we should talk a little bit about some stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, uh, you know, can we actually before we talk about new stuff coming? Yeah, uh, this last past week you had the uh, man. It was so much fun. Trunk show for Briarworks. That's right. That's right. The uh, Briarworks uh, folks, uh, Pete Prevost in particular, came down to Jackson. Uh, Dude is and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was so much fun getting to know Pete. Uh, you know, we uh, obviously had, you know interacted some before, but it was great to to connect with him and 
get to get to know him and his work and he's just such a great guy too one thing about in the pipe community you know there's a lot of a lot of folks out there that uh do amazing work but when you find one of those people that is also just a really really good person uh you just want to support that yeah <laughs> you yeah, just do it. And, and and pete is one of those people what they've got going on at, at briarworks is great but uh yeah pete came down last week as part of our uh celebration of our 45th birthday at the country squire and um yeah we had uh briarworks pipes uh neptune icarus and uh and also some country squire custom uh kind of house pipes for uh for the um the anniversary so yeah yeah man. it was a lot of fun we had a had a really good time and uh yeah thanks to thanks again to pete and the folks at briarworks for coming down yeah and i got a chance to kind of sit down and talk to him a little bit on mic and yeah so, that's uh, right hopefully within probably about a week or so we'll have a special shop talk coming your way yeah uh with with pete from briarworks and uh, man really great to kind of hear their story and yeah you know uh, as as someone you know he kind of is been very transitional in the process of the creation and then the mature and you know, the maturation of, uh, of what yeah. that company is. And so really yeah. interesting story. I'm, it, I'm looking forward to sharing it. It is exciting. We had a couple other, uh, uh good friends come down for that event too. our friend, uh, Crimson Rat, uh, from, uh, Tyler yeah, yeah. from Memphis, uh, who had a, had a child recently. Uh, That's right, man. And, and, and his, his child may or may not be named after the main, uh, medium for carving pipes man can, did you did you see also that that gift that was wicked all right so he had I, it I, was all i think it's fine for us to talk about right i think so okay <laughs> crimson right <laughs> uh, of course the official country squire radio quartermaster always hooking us up with the best and the latest that's but, right uh, but no man he 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 had a friend who uh um he got this you know well for one thing he got this amazing pipe i mean just gorgeous gorgeous right. pipe to kind of commemorate right. this uh new addition to his family and he had a friend actually carve a miniature version of this pipe, like spot on replica yeah. for his child. <laughs> fully functional. Fully functional. It was like maybe the maybe the length of my pinky finger. Now when we say maybe fully that... functional, they're not they're not lighting up the kit or anything. No, like no, 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 no. But I mean, you know, you could you could run a pipe cleaner through it and it I mean it's made of briar and you know, I think it was even pre carved on the it inside. It was so, crazy cute. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome. That and then also that um that box somebody had made for him where yeah, it was, like, it was uh, almost like a kid's like uh one of those boxes where you put box? the yeah, you put the the shape of the uh, piece into the right uh, hole, kind of thing, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was all pipe. Oh, got to be pipes so, too. I mean, for a uh, for a kid named Briar, man, uh, it, it, it's it's the right thing. Crimson Rat did it upright, but yeah, and he then did. also you had a, a visitor who was a longtime customer who brought in that crazy meerschaum. Yeah, pipe. that was really cool. Our friend Chris Manning, who uh, is in Canton, Mississippi, actually yeah. just right up the road, but uh, he came down. It's funny. I normally see his wife, uh, who's out kind of. Uh, in Jackson a good bit, so she'll swing by and uh, pick up his custom uh, tobacco that we make for him there at the shop. But uh, it was really cool. He had a uh, his first pipe that he ever bought from the Country Squire uh, back in 1978. It was actually a Meerschaum pipe, but you had to look really closely to find out that it was a Meerschaum. It was one of those pipes that uh, you know was colored so perfectly, and then he stopped smoking it after it was colored perfectly and uh, and put it in a frame. And it was just gorgeous, just really, yeah. really nice. So uh, anyway, it was great to see Chris. We reconnected with some old friends. Our buddy Charlie Shear and uh, Hattiesburg came came up for the visit. Uh, Charlie, big pipe enthusiast. We had folks from uh, different parts of the state, and uh, man, it was just great. And 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 by the way, as far as the uh, kind of forty fifth anniversary festivities that are ongoing, if you're in the Jackson area this Friday, August twenty first, um, local musician Matthew Clark is yeah. going to be playing at the shop, uh, and so we hope you can come by six thirty uh, Friday the twenty first, and then next week on. Uh, I believe that's the 28th. 
uh, that Friday at 7 p.m. We're going to have our grand birthday party celebration thing. So come one, come all. Uh, bring whatever you want to drink, whatever you want to eat. Uh, plan to stay all night. And, uh, man, let's let's shut the place down and yeah, stop. It'll be a Look, lot of fun. Man, that sounds awesome. A lot of great stuff going on at the Squire. Now, for some people... Um, like myself, unfortunately, yeah, we, we won't be able to make it, but if you are in the Grand Rapids area around that time, that's right. Uh, August 27th, 7 PM. We're doing a big meetup there. Check out uh, the Facebook page. We've got an event. You can go ahead and I think click on the event and, uh, and say you're, you're coming, uh, hang out with me, hang out with beard core from, uh, father, of the flame documentary, the forthcoming documentary yeah, about I'm jealous. Pie, I'd love to have a pint with rush. That sounds like Dude, great, it great is going to be Awesome. I'm yep. so excited about that. So uh, again, if you're in the Grand Rapids area, August 27th, 7 p.m., that is the place. That is the time. Yeah. Uh, and hey, you know what? I mentioned it last week. We, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've got this side venture going out. We've been working hard on creating a really awesome podcast player for Android that is completely ad-free. Uh, not not this freemium junk. It is you download it. It's free. You uh, you get to experience your podcast. They're free as well. Uh, so check it out. It's an open beta right now. It's called Satchel. And we are looking for uh, testers, both listeners and podcasters. Ow! So if you're actually a podcaster, help us out as we kind of test some different functionalities uh, by registering your podcast at satchelplayer.com. All right, that is that, man. We've got a fun topic for tonight. Now, we it has been a long time yeah. since we have opened back up the uh, the series Heroes of the Bowl. It is. It has been quite a while. It yeah. seems like. And, you know, when I want to preface this before we jump in because, you know, we use the word heroes very lightly here. We, we do. Absolutely. Uh, you know, historically we've looked at um, uh, pipe smokers from both fiction and history of right. note. Right. Uh, some heroic, some not necessarily heroic. But famous. But or, famous. You know, or, what well-known or, you know... Uh, Generally from, cool. Yeah, gen- generally cool people. But but the idea here is, uh, you know, folks that we can kind of look back on as uh, well-accomplished or well-known people throughout uh, time and space <laughs> and, and, and elsewhere and, right. uh, and, and, and fiction that, uh, that, that, are, that smoked a pipe and that were related to it. And if this is your first time listening, the way it normally works is uh, John David... JD being a uh, a history buff, yeah, and uh, and big into you know different uh, uh, aspects of the pipe that has come throughout the ages. Oh, I'm so knowledgeable. You are, mm. man. Uh, <laughs> he always brings somebody from uh, history, whereas I always bring somebody from fiction. Yeah. Do you want to go tonight? I, I I think you should go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Come All on, right, bring well, it. I'm excited, man. So the one that I'm bringing tonight, and uh, I think I even teased this out at some point. Yeah, this to do is this. interesting to me. I I, I wasn't aware that this was a thing but but bring it I'm, I'm excited about this well thank goodness for uh seinfeld on hulu because tonight we are talking about cosmo kramer wow now cosmo kramer for those of you youngsters who don't realize this was a character on the extremely popular series seinfeld uh ah back in the 90s <laughs> back when we walked uphill both ways to school that's right i remember <laughs> you whippersnappers don't know how good we had it back then man but yeah Co- so cosmo the character cosmo smoked, right. smoked a pipe that's that's right. I, I was not aware of that. So, you know, the little little uh, fun facts about Cosmo Kramer. Okay, so so think back to the 90s uh, when uh, so there was this uh, little show about nothing called Seinfeld. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, the primary character uh, that shared the same name as the actor that portrayed him of Jerry Seinfeld. The show was actually loosely based on characters or people rather that he knew from his own life. And for the character of Kramer, uh, this was actually based off of a comedian named Kenny Kramer, uh, who is a, a former friend of, uh, of 
Larry David, the other producer of the show. Yeah. And interesting enough, and I, I didn't, I, I guess if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, you probably know this. I did not realize this. But Larry David, um, his, like, uh, the, the, um, a Costanza character, George yeah. Costanza, oh, yeah. is actually based off of Larry David. Okay. So when they're actually going and they're pitching the show in, in, in the show... That that was actually... Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. They were doing it. That, that I mean, it was basically that. That was... Yeah, that's, that's Man, what it And was. that was such a good episode, too. I really uh, liked that. Dude, that whole series was wonderful. And it, it really was very much writing about what you know and yeah. kind of writing your own life into it. Yeah. And, um, you know, not obviously not all the shenanigans actually happen, but just kind of the, <laughs> the core characters. And so Kenny Kramer, like I mentioned, he's kind of the basis for what became the Kramer character who would later go on to uh, discover. We would later go on to discover his name was actually Cosmo. Uh, now, Cosmo Kramer. <laughs> Boy, I was just I was just reflecting upon the fact that we really do use the term heroes loosely. Don't we, we? Well, you know what? <laughs> If the dude can be a hero, yeah, I think Kramer can. No, be that's a hero. fair. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I like this. I, I, I like. I like I, where this. I is was going. even thinking about you know how there's like a um, there's a, a quote unquote religion of dudism. Yeah, that's I would a thing. I would not be surprised if there's not a Kramer. Cult Maybe there's somewhere a out Kramer there. Kramerism somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, would not be surprised. Kramer very much ahead of his time. Very much a hipster. In fact, referred to several times during the show as a hipster. Um, in fact, you can even look at that show a little bit as kind of hipster versus yuppie with the Jerry Seinfeld and uh, and uh, Kramer relationship. That's interesting. I guess I've never really never really thought about it. Kramer often wearing uh, clothes from the the older generation and partaking of things that were not necessarily commonplace. He yeah. was uh, big into cigars, especially Cubans. He was right. able to get his hand right. on some Cubans at a time when that was not necessarily legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also a pipe smoker. Is that right? Seen several times throughout yeah. the history of the show smoking his pipe. I guess I, somehow that was just lost on me in all the episodes I've watched. Dude, there was actually an episode, and I think it was called uh, The Abstinence, I want to say, but I'm not 100% sure on that, <laughs> where he actually sets up a smoking club in his apartment with regularly scheduled pipe nights for those who prefer pipe tobacco. Okay, okay. Um, so while it was... A, uh, it was not quite half and half. I mean, I would definitely say he was more of a cigar smoker than a pipe smoker. Yeah. But uh, the pipe did make several, several occurrences. Typically, whenever things are going very well for Kramer and he's ready to go and show off something that he's working on or yeah. someone that he's with, yeah. that's when he's busting out the pipe. <laughs> uh, he was often kind of sporting, and in fact, I think in every single episode, it was uh, a straight billiard pipe, a little bit straighter than, than you know, uh, you know your, your traditional straight billiard pipe, but I'm sorry, a little bit longer than your uh, longer. traditional straight billiard pipe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, beautiful, polished briar pipe. And uh, yeah, man, Cosmo Kramer. That's great. Yes, sir. Hero of the bowl. I, I you know what? <laughs> yes. Like I said, if if the, I love it, the dude can be classified as a hero. I think we can definitely classify. No, I, I think that's good. We we pick out interesting people from uh from both fiction and reality. Absolutely. Um. Man. Yeah. Uh. uh, uh kind of switching gears to the historical component here tonight. Um. We've talked about this individual before on the show. Um. But I don't believe we've done a hero of the bowl. Uh, based on this person and Bo and I were we really try to double check this to make sure because uh, we, we have talked about him before but oh yeah he's one of our uh, one of my personal favorites to to read about and this individual's name is George Mallory uh, George Mallory uh, was born in 1886 uh, he died in 1924 and uh, you probably have not heard of him but you have heard of a little hill over in Asia called Mount Everest mm. and uh, and Mr. Mallory was the 
was uh, it, it, it is it is speculated that he may have been the first person to actually reach the summit of Mount Everest. Now, he died on the mountain, and his body was not even found until 1999. That's but, right. Uh, George Mallory was a pipe smoker. Uh, he was the son of an Anglican priest, uh, grew up uh, in and around London, and fought in World War One uh, at the Battle of the Somme. So as a you know, this is like a you know mid twenties uh, young person gets married, uh, goes to World War One, comes back uh, after after the war, and gets into climbing. And you know, there's not not a lot of um, you know material kind of based on or uh, to understand of what his first uh, climbing expeditions were. But this was an adventurer. This is a you know early twentieth century kind of pioneer of this of this you know, um, sport of this recreation. Yeah, you don't really go to climb Mount Everest by accident. Yeah. No, you don't. No. You don't. You just stumble upon this little molehill. It's like, what are you doing Friday night? <laughs> I don't know. You want to go climb Mount Everest? <sighs> okay. Ah. Like, that as long as we have Krispy Kreme afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Mallory, you know, got into, got into climbing. Now, you think about 1920s Britain. Uh, this is a country that, you know, at the time had kind of dominion, as it were, all over the world. And, and, and part of that was the area... Uh, in the Himalayas that that uh, you know Mount Everest uh, w- was in, and so you know modern day Nepal, and so uh, Mallory and a team uh, go over to Nepal several times, and actually in 1921 uh, he was in one of the first groups that actually explored the routes up Mount Everest uh, to. Uh, determine kind of what the best routes were just to access the mountain. And so some of the first uh, well, um, you know, mapped uh, basically routes kind of up the up the cliff there, um, you know, were developed by Mallory and his team. Mm. And, uh, it, it was something that he wanted to do uh, his his whole climbing career. It was, uh, you know, he wanted to, wanted to conquer Mount Everest. Uh, he was, you know, this was right when the technology was allowing these folks to use oxygen uh, on their journeys up the up the mountain, and so you think about, you know, as you go up that far into the air, Mount Everest is several several tens of thousands of feet uh, into the air, and and as you go up, the oxygen gets really really thin, right? Obviously, because you're you know higher in the atmosphere. So, um, you know, there you had purists at first that would not use oxygen to go up. <laughs> you know, they were like, "No, nah, we're only going to go up as far as our lungs will let us." Kind right, of thing. right, right, right. Uh, until we bleed to death and die and all this. But yeah, and <laughs> and and then you had other folks that were into the technology, and they were like, "Well, look, you know, we 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 honestly don't think we can summit this this thing without the oxygen. So we're gonna you know try to use that." Part of pushing man's limits is with innovation, absolutely. And so I think I th- yeah, that that's that's legit. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, you couldn't circumnavigate the globe in a boat until a certain kind of boat was developed. Yeah, there whatever. You go. So anyway, uh, he he was very much of the purest school of thought at first, and then eventually uh, kind of came around to okay, let's use this and try to try to do as much as we can. Uh, and, and it became much less of a scientific uh, mapping exercise and much more of a uh, kind of a conquering man, conquering the, uh, you know, the elements type thing. But um, anyway, 1924, uh, he was 37, and George Mallory uh, joined an expedition that was led by the British government to, to try to summit the mountain. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, it was not... Uh, until the 1950s, when the mountain was um, was summited by Sir Edmund Hillary, that you know that was kind of the official time. So at at the time, the mountain had never been never been conquered before. Yeah, uh, him and his uh, his buddy uh, went up the mountain, 
and they were wearing nothing but, you know, at, I mean, if you think about 1920s, they didn't have Gore-Tex and all this stuff. Right, or, right, right. You know, uh, state-of-the-art Patagonia, <laughs> whatever it is. But, you know, they had, uh, you know, they had kind of, um, you know, flimsy cloth materials. I mean, their boots were made of, you know, hide and, and kind of, um, you know, just whatever materials they had available. Were they so, wearing the tennis rackets on their feet? That's that's always. The, I would uh, hope so. Yeah, the yeah. iconic image. They I, if they if they if they weren't, that's probably why they didn't. That's make probably it. why they didn't make yeah. it. But um, anyway, he was last seen. Uh, <laughs> this segment brought to you by Wilson Tennis. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he was last seen. Uh, they, they said making a strong effort for the top of the mountain uh, there um, at at the very end, and he never returned to base camp. And yeah. so it was one of those things where. Uh, him and his partner um, that were on this on this journey together uh, were lost on the side of the mountain and uh, and 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 it's funny because at the very end the reason why some people think that um, well there's a few reasons but one of the reasons why some people think that maybe he did summit it after all right. was that he was seen less than 800 feet away from the summit at his last spotting before the clouds came in right, and, and right, made right. it really difficult for the folks to see. Um, and so, you know, went from base camp, they were able to actually see him about 800 feet away uh, from the summit uh, and, and making a strong go of it at the, at the top is, is what they said. Was his body recovered? What's interesting is that his body was recovered in 1999, right? And and actually not recovered, but found. So, uh, you know, for years and years, uh, they could not locate George Mallory's body, and so it had been kind of searched for all over. Different expeditions had gone there and tried, uh, and it was this big competition. Really, you had a lot of different mountaineers that were trying to find uh, George Mallory's body. I promise we're going to get to the pipe-related stuff here in a minute because he was a pipe smoker. No, 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 this is fascinating. Um, but but it is really interesting. Uh, when they found, so in 1999, a group found George Mallory's body in this very uh, kind of remote uh, side of the mountain that uh, they weren't necessarily sure he would have gone to. And it appeared that his his body was actually mummified because you think about it being so cold. Sure, yeah. Um, and, and it appears that, you know, he was actually maybe had uh, broken his leg or something while he was sliding down the mm-hmm. side of the mountain mm-hmm. even to the point where um they f- where they found him they found his arms kind of kind of reaching out almost as if he was right. trying to grab him you know grab a hold of something firm um it's kind of graphic but if this is something you're interested in it's super fascinating you can get on YouTube and watch a documentary of the actual group that found George Mallory's body and right. you can, you can actually see the very moment that they found him goodness and um and it's amazing because they're just you know he's just wearing these flimsy little uh you know pieces of cotton uh you know t-shirt clothing you know stuff like that his boots are just just raw i mean just everything is so it, it's so otherworldly because now we think of all these people that go up the side of Mount Everest and, you know, they're wearing all this really fancy technology. And, well, I mean, and this guy had like an oxygen canister and, you know, some uh, just some, you know, rope made out of like burlap. And I mean, that was it. But that's why up until he needed the oxygen, he had his pipe to keep him warm. He did. He did. He did have his pipe to keep him warm. One more thing I'd like to mention before before I mention uh, the best part of his pipe story. Yeah. Uh, another, another reason why a lot of folks think that maybe he made the summit was that he took with him a picture of his wife that he told everyone. He made it very clear that when he got to the summit, he was going to leave a picture of his wife on the summit of the mountain. Right. When they found his body in 1999, 70-something years later, 
and opened his billfold, the picture of his wife was not there. Oh! That's really interesting. That is me. really interesting. I mean, so I want to, you know, like, was he the first one? Did well, he do it all the way back in 1924? Yeah, of course he did. I mean, you got to believe You got to believe it. The reason I wanted to talk about George Mallory, though, tonight is that, and this is really cool, George Mallory uh, has a... Uh, had a really interesting experience when he was an early climber. Uh, there's a there's a mountain in Wales uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, it's called Mount Snowdon. Uh, of course, the Welsh name is like 16 letters long, and I can't say it because I don't speak Welsh. But on Mount Snowdon, uh, Mallory, uh, it's kind of where one of the first places where Mallory was determined to be like a really legit climber. People were like, wow, this guy really is really good. And, and Mallory... Uh, was on an expedition, and he dropped his pipe down to this very remote uh, ledge on the side of this mountain. And his group, you know, they all saw it, and they were like, well, there's no way he's going to get that pipe. Like, it's gone. Right. And and they woke up the next morning after supposedly they had all been asleep, and Mallory's pipe, Mallory had his pipe back. He had it back. Oh, dang. And so he, imagine like, okay, you know, us us rock climbing, and Bo, you drop your pipe down this cliff, and it lands on some random ledge down there, and we're like, well, Bo's not getting his pipe back. Depends like, depends on is. the pipe. Depends on the pipe. Depends on the pipe. Apparently, George Mallory really wanted this pipe. Yeah. Because they woke up the next day, and and he had his pipe back. Right. Well, all these climbers, he refused to tell how he got down there, but all these climbers went and looked at the basically the where this ledge was right. and, and like how, you know how how did you do it it was impossible and so uh, I, I'll read a uh, I'll read a little excerpt uh, this is from unknown author unknown author he says my friend George Mallory who later disappeared close to the summit of Mount Everest uh, once did an inexplicable climb on Mount Snowden uh, he had left his pipe on a ledge halfway down. Uh, one of the precipices, and scrambled back by a shortcut to retrieve it, then up again by the same route. No one saw what route he took, but when they came to examine it the next day for the official record, they found an overhang nearly all the way. So it's a really, really hard part to get to. Um, So they, they go on to say... By the Climbers Club's rule, okay, you know, at the time you kind of had uh, these clubs that would, uh, you know, officially document, like, this is such and such route, this is such and such, uh, you know, path, and and that's how they map these things and say, you know, that these are official routes and climbs. Um, They said, by a rule of the Climbers Clubs, uh, they never named uh, a route in honor of their inventors, but only describe it based on natural features. Right. Okay, so I couldn't name it like the Bose. big tree or the blue rock. Right. Yeah, you'd have to name it something something like that. So what they did is they said uh, an exception was made here, and the climb was recorded as Mallory's Pipe, a variation on Route Two. This climb is quote totally impossible. <laughs> it has been performed once in failing light by Mr. G. H. L. Mallory. So well, you know he wanted what? that pipe really bad. We've got some climbers that listen to this show. The we sh- do. The gauntlet has been thrown. We do. Will you climb Mallory's pipe? Let us know if you do. We'd yeah. love to do that. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see it. You know, if if <laughs> like I said, if it was my pipe, it really depends on the pipe as to whether like how far I would go to save it. Because there's some pipes. It's like, well, there goes the pipe. Yeah. There's some pipe like there's some pipes I would I would probably go to some 
pretty heavy links to, to try to get back. Well, and I just I just like this image of, you know, young, cocky George Mallory back <laughs> at camp the next morning. Maybe they're eating breakfast, and they notice he's got his pipe. Lighten up, yeah. And, and, and then they're all like, you know, these are really well-experienced climbers from right. maybe all over the United Kingdom at that point, and, you know, uh, one of the leading powers of the world in the 1920s. And, 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 they're, and they're looking at this guy thinking, How'd, how'd you get that? <laughs> and, and you know, it's just one of those things where, like, okay, well, well, yeah, that was that was Mallory's pipe. It's brilliant. I think it's great. I just think it's a fascinating story. A beard core asked, did they find his pipe when they found the body? Uh, they did not. They did not. They did not. So maybe the pipe is up there. It might be. Oh, man. With, with, the, picture, with the picture. Would the picture have been well-preserved as well? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, because they found other documents, though. See, they right. found, like, all kinds of stuff in his billfold, like... Like uh, it was still intact. Immigration document. They even found. I think they even found like an invoice for some of the uh, uh, some of the climbing uh, supplies that he had brought with him. I just stuff. hope. Could you imagine? Like like tomorrow, you know, you tune into CNN and they're like, you know, um, recent expedition to the top of Mount Everest has discovered uh, new proof that George Mallory was actually the first, you know, man alive to to, to summit Mount summit Everest. Mount Everest, and it's because of the it's because of the photo. And they found his pipe. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be even better. That'd be amazing. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's so great. All right, so there you go. We've got uh, Cosmo Kramer and George Mallory as our heroes. <laughs> of the ball. What a pair! What a pair, man. That's a buddy cop movie. It wouldn't happen. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, you know what? We love learning more about these uh, these people, be they fiction or history. And we do. A great way to learn about them is through Audible. Head over audibletrial.com slash CSR today and get yourself a free audiobook. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week is brought to us by the New Orleans Pipe Show. Ow! Head over to nolapipeshow.com to register yourself today. Guys, it is getting close down to it. We are just a few months away. Uh, of course, this is coming October the 2nd and 3rd. Or one or the other. Wait, which which is the Friday and which is the Saturday? Uh, the Friday is the second. The the uh, show actually starts on the third. Which That's is right. The Saturday goes through on the fourth. Uh, the Perique tour is on Friday the second, but uh, the tickets are already snapped up for that. Sorry, but, look, uh, you had your chance. Fun. We let you know about it, but um, it's it's gone. But uh, it is exciting that they are having a carver contest That's there right. at the pipe show, and so uh, all carvers are welcome. Uh, I think there's a there's even a pot for five hundred dollars. It's kind of a freestyle thing, so literally carve your best pipe, carve your best work, 
and uh, you know the the folks there attending the show are going to pick uh, pick the the winners. So, uh it's a really exciting, great opportunity for uh, really established pipe carvers and up and comers alike to, to get your name out there. That's so, good. Um, yeah, it's exciting. We're gonna we're gonna be there, obviously. Oh yeah. And, uh, hope to hope to meet up with a bunch of bunch of friends and. Uh, it's going to be great. Absolutely. So N-O-L-A-PipeShow.com. That's NOLAPipeShow.com. Register yourself today. All right, we got a great question. That is, it's it's a question similar to questions that we've gotten kind of early on in the show. Yeah. But, you know, we're constantly getting uh, new listeners, new pipe smokers coming in. And, uh, and, and a lot of times we'll get requested to talk about things that we have talked about before. I thought this would be a good refresher from uh, Joe... Are you laughing because I'm going to butcher the name? No, no, I'm actually laughing at the question, but it's uh, Joe Dialosa. Joe Dialosa. <laughs> Joe Dialosa, who asks, can't believe I'm going to ask this in public. <laughs> Does anyone else drool like an insane person when trying to hold the pipe in their mouth, or am I just crazy? Haha, <laughs> yes, you can be honest. Well, sorry, Joe, you are just crazy. Nobody else. No, I'm just He's kidding. insane. Yeah, I'm just, just completely insane. <laughs> yeah. Have you had your rabies shot? Uh, no, it's... It, this is common, okay? This is one of those things that um, it, people ask, like, you know, the, they'll ask pretty regularly about the moisture buildup in the pipe and, and also just, like, the, you know, kind of drool coming out, you know, when they're uh, clenching the pipe and stuff. And a, a lot of times I don't really know how to answer because it's not something I've ever really experienced. Um, it's different for different people, but common enough that that is, you it, know. It, it, it's, it's a thing. I, I'm convinced just after... Uh, you know, so much time in this industry and whatnot that um, some people just salivate more. And maybe it's because uh, you were super excited about, you know, smoking your pipe and it just makes you really, really hungry or whatever. And so you just, uh, your salivary glands are just, just kicking. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, you know, I, I think some folks do struggle with it more. Um, it's not just you. And, uh, you know, one thing a lot of those folks have to do are keep pipe cleaners really, really handy. Uh, you know, and that's something, uh, that a lot of folks do anyway. Even me, like if I'm smoking a pipe and, you know, occasionally we'll get a little, uh, gurgle in the pipe while I'm smoking, I'll just, uh, take it, uh, run a cleaner through it real quickly. As you know, if you're a listener of the show, I'm a big fan of pipes that, Mm -hmm. uh, can run cleaners all the way to the bowl without taking it apart. Uh, our friend Crimson Rat, uh, who was down last week, he, uh, you know, bought him a beautiful, beautiful uh, Briarworks signature pipe. And, uh, you know, uh, just as is tradition, before he uh, pulled the trigger on it, he had to had to run a cleaner through it to make sure. And um, and I'm kind of the same way. It's It's got to gotta run a cleaner. But, um, you know, if you can run that through there to kind of help with that some, that, that's really good. A lot of folks, too, uh, Joe, will also... Uh, keep a, a handkerchief handy. And I know that's kind of old school. Uh, as pipe smokers, we should be kind of comfortable with old school. But, um, you know, it, a handkerchief is nice for a few reasons. Um, not only can you kind of kind of dab around your mouth if you need to or wipe this end of the stem off as well, um, but it, it's also good to have because you can wipe off the end of your tamp. Uh, the end of your tamp, uh, unless you have one of these nested pipe tools that kind of uh, closes in on itself, the end of your tamp is, is just dirty, and it gets all in your pockets, kind of ash all over stuff. And so uh, a handkerchief is nice just to kind of wipe that off uh, before you put your tamp up. So um, anyway, multiple purposes there. But um, yeah, it's not just you, dude. You may be insane, but it's not. Uh, 
<laughs> it's not it's not unique to you. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. Well, I, I wish we had more strategies on kind of how to help you with that. Um, we'll pitch it out there. You know, we'll put it up on Facebook. Yeah. If you've got some different techniques there, as this is kind of unique to different people. But like I said, common enough that that has been asked a couple of different times, Joe. So That's right. Thanks for the question. You can, of course, send in your pipe question of the week, CSR at Pottery.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Man, we have got some great ones in from Scott Elve. I think I'm saying that right. E-L-V-E? Yeah, sure. You're very pipe related here. Okay, good. All right. Filter or not? No filter. I like the uh, the balsa filter. You like the balsas? Yeah, I'm I do. too lazy. I just don't want to fool with it. Well, and that's I- my thing. Like, okay, I, you know. I, we we love we love filtered pipes like we you know we have folks that come to the shop do. and they they buy filtered pipes and that's you know they they swear by them even the Savinelli's you know they'll pop that balsa in there and uh, I, we have a customer uh, Bill here locally that uh, man he changes the balsa out after every single smoke and like it's intense like yeah. but but people love them I. I don't want to fool with it. <laughs> I just don't want to fool with it. It's an added step, but but at the same time, I don't know. There's just I, for me, there's kind of um, I don't know. Maybe it's a ritualistic thing, or, or maybe there's just kind of a, a comfort in knowing that you're kind of adding to the whole process. Yeah. But I know I'm, I'm I'm a fan of the balsa filter. Now, most of my pipes actually don't take the balsa filter. Yeah. But in the ones that do, I, I typically uh, typically will use them. The problem, of course, is because some of them are and some of them are not. Yeah. I'll forget which ones are and which ones are not. <laughs> and so you know, you pick up that pipe and you start smoking. You're like, man, this something's off. And then, of course, you, you pop that bad boy like, open, and you're like, Ugh. oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Is that bacon in there? <laughs> one, one too many times in the ringer. That's gross. Uh, the, all right, next one. Chart, church warden or short pipe? Oh, okay. If the, if the question, We're talking extremes here. Yeah, okay. If the question is a church warden pipe or a normal size pipe, then normal size pipe. Yeah. But if but if it's church warden or like a very short pipe, like a like nose the opposite, nose like an opposite extreme, yeah. uh, I'd have to go with church warden. Yeah. Something about really, really short pipes uh, kind of... I, it's not even a burn hot kind of thing or whatever. They just kind of, I don't know, I want it a little farther away from my face. I yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the I exact same way, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to burn my mustache. Yeah. Like, that's always my fear yeah, with absolutely. that stuff is when, uh, you know, it's right there. Because occasionally you know how it gets. You might you might blow a little too hard and, and you get a little ash that pops up and you burn your fingers, you yeah. burn your face, something like that. If it's too close to the face, I can't handle that. Speaking of that, been seeing a lot of folks recently that have uh, had errant embers or match heads uh, land on their shirt and uh for some reason been seeing a lot of photos on the internet of uh of people that have just you know had shirts with holes born oh dang know, burned in them and it's yeah. funny because i was folding some clothes the other day and i was like oh that's where that match head went <laughs> <laughs> right dang it you know the other benefit i think of a church warden is uh the variety of being able to hold it so yeah. like if your bowl's getting too hot you can actually hold it by the stem grab the stem yeah which yep. is really nice yep. uh so yeah we both church warden uh, military mount, band, or nothing? I have to go with nothing. I thought about this one. Um, military mounts, you know, they're cool. They're very they, cool. I, I like them. They plug in, and, uh, you know, the idea is, you know, also you can uh, kind of remove them when they're hot and that kind of thing. Um, I have noticed, I have learned something about myself over the past uh, maybe six months. I don't like any pipes that have any kind of, like, hard edges on them i like it's something about the tactile feel of the pipe like uh, like almost all my pipes that i really enjoy 
are going to be pipes that uh, don't have any hard edges are smooth all the way around. Right. Like nothing, no divots, no like, uh, it, and it's not a, it's not a look thing. It's a feel thing. It's like, I don't want to feel it. So something about, um, it just being completely smooth, uh, no band, no, uh, military mount. I, I think I'd, I'd have to go with nothing. This is a tough one. Cause all of the pipes that I own are nothing. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't like, the other, I like the idea of a uh, military style. Yeah. However, um, what is the the pipe? You have a couple of pipes that um, have kind of that caramel candy. Yeah, there's the like an acrylic band type thing. Yeah, and, and that's and that's an accent, you know. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure if I. It's one of those things I see it and I'm not sure if I I like really love it or I kind of hate it. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm somewhere I cannot figure out how I feel about it, which yeah. is why I've never really invested in one. Yeah. Um, the military, I, I love the idea of a military, but I always feel like that's it's very practical. It, it's cool, man. It's cool, but I guess I guess I'm gonna have to go with uh, nothing, just because yeah. I mean all of my pipes are, are nothing. But sweet stuff. There's something to you. Well. This is true. Uh, great uh, quick fire questions. Hey, if you want to send in some quick fire questions, they don't have to be pipe related, but hey, they can be. Uh, send them in CSR at potisteri.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback this week comes in from iTunes. We've got, uh, let's see, you want to take that first one actually? Uh, yeah, it comes from MV. Midori on sure iTunes. Why, not sure why I gave you the short one, but keep going. <laughs> he says, great show. Uh, I'm a recent fan of this podcast and enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, the hosts speak well, and the show itself is very interesting. Uh, one of my top podcasts, and I look forward to every episode. That's great. Uh, thanks so much. We love that. We got another one in from Mobile Mike 92 on iTunes. It says, love it. This is exactly what I needed. When I discovered this show a few months ago, I hesitated in downloading, but I'm glad I did. The hosts provide a warm, entertaining atmosphere and fill that atmosphere with content that is truly top-notch. History, religion, comics, and most importantly, pipes and pipe tobacco are discussed reasonably, uh, knowledgeably, and informatively every week. If you're an old guard pipe smoker who is looking just to find more about the culture or a newbie like me, this is definitely the podcast for you. Great work, guys. You are part of my weekly routine Hope to see you at the NOLA Pipe Show. That's great. That's yeah. great. Mobile Mike, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Fun fact, I actually uh, mistyped it, and so uh, in, in our show notes it says NOLA Pope Show, <laughs> which would be a really interesting, uh, that, albeit very, um, I mean, only two members would actually show up for it. Only two? There's only two living popes. Well, we have oh, the that's true. Pope and yeah, the, and then the, the Pope Emeritus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, look. <laughs> Great show. Look, we love talking to you guys. We love engaging with you. And we love seeing all the great feedback. You know, we do uh, broadcast the show live every single Monday night for our after-hour show around 7.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. And uh, during the show, we get your uh, tweets in. And, of course, you can tweet us at Squire Radio. You can also tweet us personally. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. And you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And the more we get to hear from you guys, the better. So you can find that contact information at more at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, this was a great show. I had a great time, man. Yeah, I, I needed it after kind of a long day. And, uh, yeah, it's always good to link up with you and, uh, and our friends. I, I could tell, man. You know, I, I, sw- I swing by the shop every Monday these days. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. it was fun. It was fun seeing you right at that spot where it's just, <laughs> you would clearly just kind of let off some baggage. You, you know, it, it's funny. I, 
I like our shop. I pride our I pride myself in our shop being kind of that place where people can come, let their guard down, blow off some steam, uh, be authentic, and and sometimes the people that come in get to provide that for me, yeah, which is yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like that that's what happened today. So, that's good, uh, man. Yeah, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, let's go have a night. <laughs> See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.